0: On today's podcast, we're going to unravel the complexities around what I think is the biggest challenge we face in our dental practices. It's not the numbers on the production and collection report or the intricacies of the schedule that offer us the greatest hurdle we have to overcome. Surprisingly, it's the often underestimated impact of not having healthy relationships, both in our practices and our personal lives. I want you to join me today as we explore why healthy relationships are the foundation of our dental practices and how creating healthy ones can transform the entire landscape of our professional and personal journey. So let's get started. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach, and I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friends. I am so excited to record this podcast. I think the content I'm sharing with you today will get to the root cause of so many issues we face in our dental practices. It has been on my mind, especially as we start off the month of February, where we focus on love and relationships. Contrary to conventional belief, the greatest challenge facing dental practices. Goes beyond the production and collection target or the meticulous scheduling or delivering treatment. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the biggest challenge that underlies all of the things that we do in our practices. We're going to get into the art of building and maintaining healthy relationships. You can call it office drama, toxic personalities, or a dysfunctional team. It all comes down to how we get along with each other. The connections we have with each other as we work together to serve the practice and our patients are the very foundation upon which our dental business and our personal lives thrive, yet we tolerate unhealthy behavior because we just don't know better. I know that was the case for me for so many years in our dental practice, and I'm so thankful I now know what to do to correct that and to be proactive with it. So thank you for joining me today. And I want to delve into why nurturing healthy relationships is not only essential, but transformative for the entire experience of our professional and personal life. How many of you would agree managing relationships in your practice or in your family life can be a struggle? It was a struggle for me until I learned new ways to think about it. And I came to understand that blaming people and trying to get them to behave differently so that I can feel better just didn't work. But what works instead? Relationships can be complex, can't they? My goal today is to simplify the complexities of challenging relationships and to empower you to confidently navigate the dynamics. Of building healthy relationships in your life. This is so important, especially in a dental practice, because we're so dependent on each other to run and grow those practices. We are social creatures too, and we need each other for our survival and our own personal growth and development. As we unravel these concepts, you're gonna learn how to empower yourself to reclaim your personal agency to cultivate healthy and supportive connections with yourself and with other people. Imagine going into work with this renewed energy and having enough of that energy when you leave so that you can be fully present with your family. So let's begin by laying the foundation. Let's start to understand what a relationship really is and distinguish between the elements that make it thrive or pose challenges unnecessarily. Now, most of us think relationships are made up of the way we interact with each other, the things we do or don't do or say to each other, but it's not. Our relationships are simply our thoughts about them. Like, what that? Yep, you heard me. It is that simple. It is not what the other person does or what they don't do. It is your thoughts, your judgments, your opinions about the people and what they're doing. Our thoughts interact with their thoughts, and that's what creates our relationship. So just think about it for a minute. This phenomenon is why two individuals can have contrasting experiences with the same person. I'll tell you an example. A few years ago, we had this family friend who I, quite frankly, I found him to be a considerable challenge. Let's just say a big old jerk. But strangely, my husband seemed perfectly fine with him. We could all sit down for dinner together, yet our perspectives were worlds apart solely shaped by our thoughts about this person. Despite identical circumstances, my perception of him painted him as this rude, dismissive, and downright narcissistic, total jerk in my eyes. I preferred to stay clear of him. However, for my husband, just business as usual, he had no qualms with this guy. Have you ever encountered a similar situation? Perhaps someone in your life who sparks these diverse opinions between you and what another person thinks. What aspects makes them challenging? It is truly intriguing when you take a closer look because the only difference in our experience of this relationship is how we decide to think about it. Let's put it to the test. I want you to think of a person that you would consider you have a healthy relationship with. I want you to list out all the reasons that relationship is good. Maybe it's your partner or a good friend. If I were going to do this with my husband, I could say things like, he's kind. He's considerate. He always asks me how my day went. He brings me coffee in the morning if I want it. He puts gas in the car all the time. He's not demanding of my time. He lets me have the remote sometimes. Notice, you know nothing about him other than my thoughts about him. Now, I want you to think of a challenging person in your life. List out all the reasons they are challenging. You think you're just going to state facts when you do this. She's bitchy. She doesn't pull her weight in the office. I help her clean her rooms, but she doesn't return the favor to me. I'm not going to help her again. She's always gossiping and creating drama. No matter what I do, she's never satisfied. She's a drama queen. She's got to go, or I'm going. I can't even take a sick day without her getting irritated. She's so disrespectful to me. Again, these are just your thoughts about this person. But here's what is interesting. What if you switched up those lists? You put the list you made for the challenging person under the person that you liked, and vice versa. Do you notice that when you think of those? situations or those thoughts of this challenging person under the person that you like, are you more tolerant? Are you more understanding and considerate? With my husband, listen, there's days when he doesn't pull his weight here. Last night, for example, I'd cooked dinner he and I heard him in the kitchen cleaning up. Now look, I had worked all day, prepped and cooked that meal and I was tired. But when I heard him start to clean the kitchen, I happily got up to help him clean up. I was happy to do it. I do things for him and he doesn't always return the favor. There are times I think he's being disrespectful to me, but I give him grace and I give him the benefit of the doubt because I really don't think he means it. So just notice the bias between those two situations and notice your thoughts. When you have negative thoughts about someone, your relationship, We'll show it. That's going to be where it's messy and unhealthy. But we think we have to get the other person to change what they're doing in order for the relationship to improve. That's just not the case. You know what that ends up with? That ends up with our people-pleasing or manipulating the other person to get what we want. It just never works. It often ends up in one of those tit-for-tat situations where neither one of us is going to show up the way we really want to. I hope you now see that the quality of your relationships is based on the quality of the thoughts you have about them. And that is really good news because your thoughts are totally within your control. When you're trying to control another person, that's when you lose all your control because you just can't do it. It doesn't work that way. So as we get going further, let's talk about the three, what I would call main types of relationships we're in. There's the relationships we have with ourselves, It's all our thoughts, all our judgments and opinions that we have about what we do or what we don't do. Then there's the relationship we have with other people, our partner, our mothers, our in-laws, patients, coworkers, our kids other family members, the neighbors, the dental supply rep, the checkout lady at Walmart. We even have relationships with people that we don't even know, like movie stars, professional athletes, or Instagram influencers. I even put our pets in this category. My two puppies are absolutely like having toddlers in this house again. We even have relationships with people who aren't here, maybe people who have died. My mother, my daddy, and my grandmother have all passed away. Yet, I'm going to tell you, I have a very vibrant and fluid relationship with each of them, even though they are not here with me on earth. It has really become fascinating to me over the last year or so. Maybe it's because my mom passed away last year, but I have been aware of so many more memories. About my grandmother, not my mother. My grandmother lived right next to us growing up, and I spent a lot of time there. And I've noticed my memories of her have grown more loving and special. How can that be when she's not even here? It's because of my thoughts about her. And then the third type of relationship that's our relationship we have with things, our money, our bodies. Time, food, alcohol, all these other non-human things. I even think we have a relationship with our dreams and our goals. Think about the relationships you have with yourself, with other people, and the things in your life. How healthy, like rate it from a on a scale from one to ten, how healthy would you say those relationships are? Okay, so now that you know that your relationships are your thoughts about the other person, whether it's yourself, other people, or those non-human aspects of your life. Let's talk about what you can do to up-level those thoughts and make the most out of your relationships. First of all, it's awareness. Be aware of, be intentional with, and 100% responsible. For the thoughts you're choosing to think in a relationship, that is all within your control. It's always a choice. And then you do ask a lot of yourself in a relationship. Does not have to be 50-50. It is actually better, in my opinion, when you show up more in a relationship. When you're more willing to see that relationship as an opportunity for you to grow and evolve into the very best version of yourself. Also, be aware of your ability to love. Before we go deeper into this, I want you to know you are 100% lovable without exception. Right now, you are, and you always have been. There is nothing you can do or not do to take away from that. It's how you were made. So many of us have tried to become more lovable, and you just can't add anything to it. It is 100%. It is complete. It is perfect. It is not broken. It doesn't need to be fixed, period. If you've been in a relationship where, That other person struggled to love you. Maybe it was with your parents or an ex. That has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with that person's ability to love. Love is an emotion caused by your thoughts. So you can increase your ability to love by thinking loving thoughts. Also, love is a verb, an action you do. So just as you are 100% lovable, so are all of the other people every person in your practice, every person in your family. So if you find someone to be challenging to love, it's because of your ability to love, not them or anything they're doing or not doing. And That's where all your power is in creating healthy relationships. It has nothing to do with them. Now, that doesn't mean you have to condone activity that they do. Doesn't mean you have to hang around them. Doesn't have to mean you have them in your life. None of that. You can love them and choose not to be around them. I want to challenge you to up-level your ability to love. It's your choice to think thoughts that are loving, that are healthy, about yourself, about the other people, and about all these non-human things in your life. So how do you do that? I recommend you start with a relationship with yourself. Do you love you? Are there areas in your life that you don't love? You'll know when you become aware of your thoughts about all that. You don't have to compare yourself to others. You don't come up with all the ways that you mess up, all the things you do that don't end up the way you wanted. None of that. And it doesn't mean you have to be egotistical and think you're better than other people. It simply means, you love you. You love your past self, your present self, and certainly your future self. I talk about it all the time. I am passionately in love with my future self. I got her back. I show up every single day in support of creating her. I want to make her proud. I want her to be grateful for all the ways that I show up today to take care of her. The quality of my relationship with my future self shows up today in my business, in my personal life, just as it will in your practices, no matter what your role is there, just like it will in your personal life. I don't leave that relationship to chance. I'm all in on loving and supporting that version of me. I want to tell you, Love is an amazing feeling. I love feeling love. I think back to the time when I didn't know it was a choice, to all the unnecessary suffering I caused myself, trying to fill my cup, trying to feel my emotions from what other people did or what they said. It was insane. And listen, That stuff not only messes with you mentally, it's going to show up physically in your body. It is not healthy. There is a better choice and it is totally within your control to choose love. And then another thing you could do is to practice unconditional love. That simply means that you choose to love someone no matter what they do or say. You can choose love. I think of it the way that I think about my children. No matter what they do, I will always love them. You know, that feels so good. When you expand that to all the people, it feels even better. Now, I'm going to admit, for much of my married life, before I understood that love is a choice, That I was responsible for my emotional life and the emotions I chose. I will say there are times when I was like, oh no, their condition is to my loving my husband. He cheats on me, physically hurts me. There's not gonna be any love. It will be over. Listen, you don't have to condone that kind of behavior. You don't have to tolerate that. You can love someone who behaves anyway and still not be married to them. Now, that's not the case with my husband, but I'm just saying, I did have conditions. You let go of all of that, so much healthier, so much easier. You don't have to destroy your relationship to justify your leaving it. You can leave in love. I see it all the time in our dental practices, experienced it in our own so many times. When a team member leaves Or if you, as the owner-manager, decide that team member is no longer a fit for your office, you don't have to burn it all down. You don't have to vilify them. You don't have to trash them to other people or ruin the relationship in order to part ways. If you really believe that we're all on a journey through life, it's simply their time to exit, just as if you were traveling in a car. If you're looking to them to make your job and your experience of it to be a certain way, you're going to take that into the next job, and you're going to expect that practice or the people in it to make you feel successful, to make you happy, to make you enjoy it. It does not work that way. That is your job, not theirs, not the things, not the circumstances. And that is really great news because that's how you can empower yourself. That is all in your control. Love yourself unconditionally. Think about the areas of your life where you don't. The, the ways that you beat yourself up when you overeat, overdrink, or make mistakes. It shows up like, I love myself once I lose the weight. Once you meet the love of your life, don't put those conditions on yourself. Love yourself regardless of anything you do or don't do. That is how to create healthy relationships, especially the one with yourself. I want to encourage you to really think about what I've shared with you today. If you want to learn to overcome challenging relationships and build healthy, strong, loving ones instead, especially the one with yourself, you're going to have to let some of those stories you've been telling yourself go and start with you. Be aware of your thoughts that you have about yourself. Be intentional about those thoughts that you're choosing to think. Accept 100% responsibility for them and don't put that responsibility on others. Ask a lot of yourself to show up big in your relationships. Each of us is 100% lovable regardless of what we do or don't do. You are, I am, all the people are. It is our job to increase our ability to love. And finally, practice unconditional love. Love yourself and all the humans without conditions. Building healthy relationships is one of the skills of excellent mental hygiene that you can practice. In my program, Mental Hygiene Mastery, you're going to learn this skill, all about it. We're going to take a deep dive and the other nine skills of excellent mental hygiene so that you can create the exact life you want to be living. A life you love to show up for. A life where you can have better days in your practice and in your personal life. The doors are going to be open soon, so I hope you'll join me. And there's an extra little note. You can earn up to 24 hours of CE in that course. Just saying. In the meantime, I hope you'll join me in my Dynamic Dental Professionals Facebook group. We're going to continue this conversation on creating healthy relationships over there. So I hope to see you in the group. If not, I want to see you in next week's episode. Bye. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit bethheilmancoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.